everybody. Welcome back to the Activation Phase podcast. Today we have a super special episode talking about the Polish Grand Melee, which uh, happened the 15th and 16th of October 2022. We have a special guest, Hamza, joining us tonight. So uh, we flew over to Warsaw and uh, I think we as international visitors uh, shared the hotel room and uh, got yeah. to hang out a lot during the, the weekend. So introduce yourself, Hamza, please. Yeah, uh, my name is Hamza. I live in Sweden and uh, I post shit on the internet and sometimes I also play <laughs> Saga. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was uh, excited to go with you guys to this tournament and uh, it was fun. It's going to be fun talking about it also. Yeah, and, nice. and you're a little bit of a, a globe trotter in terms of Saga tournaments. You uh, went to my Benelux Grand Melee two weeks ago. Um, yeah. Was it two weeks ago? It felt like two years ago. Maybe, I don't know, <laughs> I maybe three weeks. Time. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Uh, you, I, I think the summary here is you like to fly for Saga, which is cool. Yeah. So, uh, mad respect. All right. Um, we've got actually a lot of stuff to go through. So we're going to start off with uh, which warbands we actually decided to take to the competition. Then uh, since there's three of us, we're just going to go through game by game. Uh, and just give some top tips and uh, some lessons learned in terms of what we should do or what we should definitely avoid in my case. So um, <laughs> I'll start off. So I took the Pagan Peoples, had a, a grand total of one practice game beforehand, which is great. Nice. And I, which is very powerful. Um, but uh, I'd played them before uh, pre, pre-Corona, so I was kind of hoping to dredge up my experience from that time to uh, to do okay. So my standard list um, is actually, or kind of the generally six points I take is one priest. That's one point. He's uh, loyal. Uh, three and a half points of warriors. They can take either bows or just have uh, no special equipment. Then one and a half points of hearthguard. They could be mounted with javelins or have heavy weapons. Uh, in this particular competition, you could take a seventh point and switch it out between games. Um, I didn't read the pack until about a day before, so uh, we I kind of just took some levy with javelins just to fill in, uh, but I ended up not using them. So uh, I think the lesson here is read the pack well beforehand. How about you, Tim? What did you take? Right, so uh, I took the infamous Cumans, the, so that they're like the Hun version in uh, Age of Crusades, and I think they're quite... Many people enjoy them, many people hate them. I, uh, I of course, enjoy them since they're like Hunnish but better. Um, my seven points were uh, a point of border or mercenaries, one and a half points of, uh, of levies. I took uh, one point of hearthguard and then two and a half points of warriors. So that's just six points. And I had another point of warriors uh, sitting there and ready to go. So I've never used. I I didn't. I didn't end up using them. Uh, I just used my same the same six points every time, and just um, basically used the levies with javelins whenever I could because, uh, yeah, on the cumin like on the cumin version of the Hun board they count as being Huns, so they're insane. They're so good, and then yeah, the the hearth guard always mounted and the warriors with composite bows. Very very fun. Very quick army um, that can kind of go into terrain with the borders and the levies, so not as 
um, yeah, vulnerable to very good terrain placement as maybe the Huns are in uh, in Age of Vikings or in uh, Age of Invasions. Was good. So, so, so you're saying, so you're saying they don't have any weaknesses, basically. Uh, I think, saying? I think their weaknesses if there's too much terrain, like if I really screwed the terrain up and there's there's no open area where I can just go through, then then they're screwed. But if there's one piece of terrain that we're basically fighting over, I think they're they can do very very well with the borders and the um, javelin the javelin uh, levies because. Once, once, once they get in there and kind of clear out that terrain piece, the rest of my army can just try to keep out the rest out of that terrain piece. So I think, I think they're pretty powerful. Right, going from uh, easy mode to difficult mode, Hamza, what did you take to the tournament? I brought my uh, Ghaznavi Turks, uh, represented by the Saracen board, uh, to this tournament. Uh, I took uh, one point of Hardguard. Uh, three points of warriors, two points of levies, and one point of borderers. Um, used mostly one point of levy, didn't use the two points, uh, except for one game. And uh, yeah, uh, that, that, was, uh, that was my army. I had uh, also brought with me like both mounted and foot options, so I brought, I think, like 90 miniatures to the tournament. <laughs> did, did you end up using most of them, or not really? Uh, I borrowed some of them to my last opponent, so I'm uh, I'm counting that as using them. All right, it's pretty charitable. Very nice. All right. Um, okay, so uh, having covered that, we're gonna start off with the uh, the first game. So yeah, so we played Battle of the Heroes uh, with the uh, conditions for night fight. So you get a fatigue if your unit uh, is more than s away from other friendly unit at the beginning of the attribution phase. Subjugation, so that's you score extra points uh, if you outnumber your uh, your enemy at the end of the game. Um, what was the other options, Tim? Uh, we had the, the the terrain placement, so that like player one or like the starting player can place four pieces of terrain, and then the second player can decide which half he wants to start on. I think it's also an interesting choice. Yeah. Also, that no large pieces of terrain can be used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was particularly painful. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't know that it was only uh, you can use the large ones. I played a scenario like once before, and I thought you could use like big ones. You didn't though. It's fine. No, I didn't. But I thought you could, and then I read it again, <laughs> and it was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, pretty painful. And then uh, what the remaining two scenarios? I think it was just you deploy. Yeah, like how you deploy and like that we played like massacre points, I think, right? All right, I think that covers it. So um, I'll start off with my battle. So I was playing against Mihao with Militis Christi. So I got the uh, privilege of uh, setting up the terrain, which was great for me. So I just put uh, four pieces of terrains. Uh, I did it symmetrically. So whichever side he chose, it wasn't really going to be an issue for me. Since I was playing Pagan Peoples, the small... Um, being max or having max four pieces of terrain and being able to take small pieces was kind of a, a little bit of a bummer, but I think I did okay. I don't think I, I deployed the terrain in a bad way for myself. So here I basically lost the game at uh, at deployment. So I um, uh, <laughs> I somehow I I put uh, my warriors kind of I essentially ended up splitting my army in two. 
So uh, the way that this game evolved, he basically could pick apart one of uh, one of the sides of my army, and I was a little bit too hesitant, and I didn't move in until uh, it was actually too late on turn uh, five or six to kind of bring the rest of my army uh, into range and making uh, making damage. Uh, on the other hand, like he was uh, at the time, but he was the winner of last year's uh, Polish Grand Melee for the Crusades era. So he definitely knows his stuff. He was a super he nice does. guy to play against. Super talented painter. I think I'll um, I'll shout out his Instagram. I think it was Dan Studio, L A N Studio. Got yeah. some uh, truly amazing painting, and it's, it's insane. Uh, Orban did not disappoint. He's a real artist. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Warband wasn't painted to the level that he paints like the the yeah. big miniatures. I mean, those uh, were insane, like uh, crazy. I think the the three of us ended up, or at least me, ended up having a little bit of a hobby crush on him. He was nice. He was f crazy good at the game, and he was crazy good at painting. Like, damn, that's like the holy trinity of uh, of hobby qualities, and he just had them all. <laughs> yeah, you usually get like two. Uh, most of the time one uh you know you don't get like nice and good at game you know you usually don't get like paints well good at the game yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right so, so i think uh, it's fair to say yeah. we all have a, a little bit of a hobby crush on uh, mihao yeah yeah, so yeah. let's move on let's yeah, move on yeah. uh, needless to say i uh, i actually lost this game so uh, a small loss 14 to 18 um so uh I was a little bit bummed out, but it was a super, super enjoyable game. Hadn't played against Militis Christi for ever, so it was also interesting to see how uh, how well he played it. Uh, from what, what was I remember, his uh, company's took, composition? Yeah, yeah he took uh, the Western Knights on foot in this case. Then I believe he took uh, two points of warriors, or three points of warriors, uh, one point on foot, Two points mounted and two points of hearthguard uh, mounted. So and he didn't he was, have any. Sh did he have any shooting? He had no shooting whatsoever. That's so, very um, interesting. So uh, yeah, pretty interesting. But uh, he was so incredibly good with the Western Knights, just shielding off uh, his warband with them. Uh, so the rules are that they are armor six and they save uh, or they they save their defense rolls on a three plus. So it's almost impossible to shoot them to death. I got pretty frustrated halfway through the game and kind of double activated some units of warriors to shoot them <laughs> to absolutely no effect. Uh, but why very... did you have to shoot at them? I, 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 it was a stupid mistake. And he, uh, he capitalized that on that and uh, absolutely charged in my, uh, my units of warriors and crushed them. So um, mm -hmm. I was just getting a little bit frustrated because he was uh, playing so well and he gave me no, uh, no chance to kind of move in in terms of like having his. Uh, Units uh, like if I if I would charge him, he would be able to catch me, uh, and then just blocking off my shooting with the uh, uh, the Western Knights. So really well interesting to see. Well done. Uh, it was uh, very impressive to be completely destroyed by uh, by someone just being like super tactical and super rational on each uh, each of his decisions. But anyway, it wasn't a massive loss. So I actually thought it's going to be fine. I could just submarine a little bit uh, and uh, <laughs> kind of play against some of the. Uh, some some easier players for the next few rounds, uh, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to that. All right, Tim, how about you? Right, so um, I played my first match into Saracens by Hamza. So uh, I think Hamza, we can 
I can. I, I'll just. I'll just give this. Uh, give my point of view, it. and then you can give yours. I think. Yeah, um, I, can, I can add some stuff after you. Right. Yeah. I think we we both didn't really look, like looked forward toward the uh, to the like night fight scenario, but uh, Hamza ended up being starting player and placing the terrain. Um, and in this scenario, because of the cards, the non-starting player, like the second player, had to start the game, which was also very weird. So. I think that was a little bit sucky um and he did he ended up doing the terrain well like we both had borderers and uh so he did like uh two like a ruin and a rocky and a rocky ground and then like two small forests just just symmetrical so it didn't really end up mattering which uh which side i picked so i just stayed on <laughs> just stayed on the side i uh i set up at and so we we kind of because the the scenario needs two units to always stay together otherwise they get fatigued we were very careful and just um, didn't really do much. And then also in the first turn, as me as the non-starting player was starting, and I I was not allowed to uh, activate a unit more than once in the first turn. And then second turn, my, from my perspective, I had seven Saga dice and I rolled um, six uncommons and a rare. So I couldn't do my um, my... No, I think I actually rolled four uncommons and three rares. <laughs> uh, now that I think about it, yeah, but and ended up not rolling any any commons, which which is really tough. So I couldn't do my my stuff, and then uh, I didn't do anything. I just stayed there. And then uh, turn three, I ended up. I think I still had six, uh, seven, seven saga dice, and I think yeah, ended up rolling five commons and two rares. So no combo again, and I couldn't do my. My Hun shenanigans of riding around, no fatigue, all that stuff, or like I'm moving around fatigue, that just, yeah, all that stuff didn't work. And so I just waited for another turn. And so did Hamza, I think he just kept shooting, sh shooting my, uh, my unit in a, in the, in the rocky ground. So like my javelin unit, javelin levies in the rocky ground. So that didn't really do much. I think shooting them four times maybe, or maybe more took out like two levies. So wasn't, wasn't really a big deal. And then uh, turn four came, and I think I finally ro rolled like some some mix, and kind of kind of shot my levy into his borderers to kind of clear that out. And I think I had fourteen attack dice with my with my levies, um, hitting on twos, rerolling ones, and I still ended up only hitting twelve. So I rolled three ones, and then like yeah, that was tough. And then he he saved quite well, um, like he had twelve saves to make, and he he made like I don't know. So like two guys survived, so that was kind of tough again, and um, yeah. So the border survived with with two dudes left, and then we kind of did some more skirmishing. I moved up my borderers up, and then his levy charged me because <laughs> the Saracens can do that by generating extra dice for the levy. And so we just had little fights. I think two fights, uh, two like four units fighting at like overall. Um, and I think Hamza, you won thirteen to eight or something, or thirteen to nine. Um, so yeah, yeah, very close. If if some some stuff uh, had gone like differently, I think there would have been a different, maybe maybe a chance for me to overcommit and like even lose more heavily, or a chance for me to kind of um, do the Han stuff of going in shooting and going out without taking fatigue and all that stuff. But it ended, didn't end up happening. Happening, and so that was that was tough. But I think. Um, it was actually very nice for us to have that that first game because I, 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 I appreciate you as a player, right? You uh, you do stuff well. You're not 
you're not annoying. It was very nice. It was a nice game, just very cautious. What do you think? I have some different opinion about the non-annoying. <laughs> 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 no, it was fine. I uh, I was a bit. Uh, uh, I didn't want you to give you like access to a lot of my army with your riders, and you yeah, couldn't yeah. go away. So I think I was a bit overcautious with my infantry. I think I could have moved them up farther up and threatened your weak six-man unit uh, a bit. Um, you had a six-man unit of levy yeah, in the, sitting in the forest. And, no, yeah. it was in the in the same terrain as the rest. So there, I could maybe like. All oh, right, yeah. Either go for your regular levy or uh, like your big unit or the other, or just like stay back and shock more. So I was a bit uh, not committing to anything. Just wanted to preserve my army, and uh, in the end, I got a little bit of uh, lucky on um, some critical rolls, and were able to take out the uh, the your borderers and your uh, what was it. Uh, levy to the price of just a levy unit so that was and yeah. so, and some of my borders so yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, it was it was hard to play because i didn't know like that you were gonna roll that <laughs> so <laughs> I, could, <laughs> I could just like jump out and attack you also the the knife fight made it very difficult to actually take any chances like For you sure. knew that if if your unit commits and you you just need to kill one like if you kill like one unit and break the chain of uh, everything standing within S like a lot there's fatigues coming out and against Hans like getting fatigues is bad so yeah yeah it was a very careful game yeah I think the the excuse of rolling badly basically never tracks only only very like rare situations so like, but when you only fight twice or like have two units fight and like for the whole like five turns. Um, having a bad roll or two bad rolls just really um, changes it, and I think you yeah. um, you you didn't get you didn't give me any chance to do like more good fights, and so or like more for me good fights. So I think you did it well, and um, end up ended up losing. It could have been a draw, but it was a it was a, it was a defeat. So well done. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right, so game number two uh, was ambush. So straight out of the book of battles. So I was paired up against uh, Christoph playing the Saracens. So he uh, took uh, one unit of Bedouin scouts. So those are the uh, essentially the scouts, but the Saracens, Mutatawiya, and Moors can take uh, can take them on camels with uh, javelins. So it counts as a unit of levies, eight levies, uh, and they do the same thing as scouts. Essentially, you can move through uh, uneven terrain. Uh, like it's open terrain if your unit yeah. is inside it. Uh, the he also took a unit of um, I think uh, borderers. Seems to be a pretty popular mercenary unit. <laughs> and then uh, two points of hearth card mounted with uh, composite bows. And then uh, two units of warriors, one uh, mounted and one on foot with a banner. So. Uh, the ambush, uh, I think I was the second player here. He um, wasn't able to do much the first few turns. He ended up committing his uh, mounted hearthguard unit to uh, to try and capture one of the objectives, left it bounced, uh, rolled really badly, didn't kill it, uh, and ended up kind of being out, kind of stuck in the middle of the field. So uh, I managed to teleport one of my uh, units of... Uh, 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 warriors with bows and just completely 
um, killed him. It's like the pagan people have this ability called Lima, which I pretty much play every single turn. It essentially yeah. gives you two attack dice and uh, auto hits based on how many fatigue your opponent has. So yeah, seeing a unit with two uh, two fatigues, I um, yeah, that was just too too good to uh, to pass up, especially since he's composite bow armed hearthguard only have armor four, so it's great. So kind of from that point on, he was uh, fighting a little bit uphill. I managed to kill six hearthguard, six or seven hearthguard in one. Uh, Kind of shooting with one unit of uh, warriors, and then after that, I was just kind of picking picking away uh, at the rest of his warband. Managed to capture two of the three objectives in the end, and uh, survive with most of my guys. So that one I won. Uh, I think I was in the kind of mid mid thirties against the low twenties. I think was the the end score. Super nice guy. Uh, he, his English wasn't too great. My Polish also isn't that great. So, but somehow we managed to uh, kind of have a have a really good game and uh, super super fun to play against. So, how about you, Tim? Right. So, uh, I uh, I ended up playing into pagan pagan people, and um, he, he he was he was one of the poles, and he was there with his kit. So very nice. Um, his his English was a little bit rusty, I think. Just. As you just said, but I don't have any Polish, so I think he gave it his, his best, and it was it was it was definitely good enough to uh, have a fun game, and we did. And um, yeah, I ended up ended up not giving him any uh, like any difficult terrain on his side, so he ended up putting two big pieces of difficult terrain on my side. But if there's none on his side, then he can't like he needs to be in difficult terrain to start teleporting into into my terrain, and since he didn't have any. Um, that was, I think that was tough for him. He only had a swamp and like an open hill, so no teleporting whatsoever in that game. And since he couldn't really get to any terrain in time to to survive, I think I ended up yeah like like uh, going in with the cumans all in quite quite quickly, and I ended up um, I think basically wiping wiping the army from the board. That's just what the cumans do if the, if you, if you can't hide in terrain. Um, and I only, I think I only took one of the wagons because I didn't, I didn't really care for it. If if I, I I saw like juicy targets on the other side, small warrior units with bows, like that's that's exactly what the humans want to go into. Um, so yeah, that was it. It was a very very fun game, and I learned a lot about the pagan peoples, which definitely helped me uh, throughout the tournament. Um, for for reasons <laughs> I think we'll get in later. But, spoilers. Um, spoilers. <laughs> So yeah, uh, good game. Very nice opponent. His son really enjoyed the uh, the tournament as well, and they were like father son combo. Like damn, that's that's amazing. Goals. Yeah, goal holds for sure. Hamza, definitely, definitely life goals. All right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, I also played pagan people, uh, and uh, <laughs> my uh, composition this time was uh, I got to go second, I think. And the, one of the risks in this scenario is actually the, the first player has a bit of an uh, offensive advantage uh, because turn one, nobody has Saga dice. Turn two, the first player gets his whole board and he can attack you if you're not careful. And guess what happens? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, what was my... My composition was like six hearth guard with bows, eight, uh, two mounted eights with bow, uh, composite bows and uh, the... Uh, what are they called? The borderers, as uh, and some two units of uh, shooty levy, like because Saracens can only take like bow levy ever. 
So anyway, he puts down. Uh, I, I haven't uh, played uh, pagan people before, so he put down some like two small forests on my side, and I put down a steep hill on his, which was oh. not so smart. Uh, <laughs> so what happens in the fir- in the, like the second turn is his he had he had like four units of hurt guard and the rest warriors, of course. So his hurt guard had Dane weapons or no, sorry, heavy weapons. In turn two, they run out and kill my warlord, uh, and I'm like, "Fuck, <laughs> this is not." <laughs> yeah, that sucked. So I was on a bit of a. Can I swear on this podcast? I'm sorry. Yes, of course. Uh... <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna override this. This is a family show. Is a, is this a Christian family show? All right. Please, please go ahead, swear. All right. Uh, so uh, I was upset by that. Uh, it uh, took out. I mean, it fatigued my whole army basically. Also. Uh, but uh, he had uh, what he then did was he attacked the wagons with like uh, he t- uh, he he attacked like the big wagon in uh, sorry the wagon closest to his with his big warrior unit and then he sent like those smaller units after the other wagons. But the problem with like small warrior units if you're playing against Saracens is I'm going to remove your attack dice and uh, you know do a lot of damage so once i got the, rid of the fatigues i could like take out unit by unit and he also took on a lot of fatigue from attacking the wagons uh, so, and since i was like second player i had like basically all my mounted units left except the warlord i could just attack him in the end and just snatch the objectives from him so he was uh, not i think expecting because i was like playing so reserved in the beginning like just removing little fatigue shooting a little he didn't like expect that I was gonna like unleash my army in the end and just take the objectives. Uh, so uh, yeah, that was a big win for me, I think. Well done. But uh, I learned my lesson about the pagans. Uh, so the <laughs> correct uh, correct move is not give them like you put the terrain on their side and don't give them any uneven terrain because the tele- because in my head, the teleporting was like it took a fatigue to do or something. I don't know why I thought that, but it, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, basically, what you need to do is, is put down an okay, open hill in their deployment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and swamp. Yeah, and yeah. swamp. And yeah. then it's game over. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've, uh, I've learned that. So uh, that, was, uh, that was that game. Right. Cool. So final, uh, third and final game of uh, day one was the crossing so that's the one where you uh have the uh the river one hit uh one bridge uh and then you essentially deploy your warband in two separate uh, groups on opposite sides of the table uh in the the two corners then you have to choose which side you want to get over to and then you score a bunch of extra points if uh, your units are on the other side of the river from where they started and also close to your warband uh, your warlord um, which ended up being quite quite clutch uh, in my game. So I was playing against uh, Carol. Uh, he took Ordenstadt. From what I remember, he took two points of levy with uh, crossbows. So always a good uh, good shooting matchup there. He took a mounted warlord, uh, and then two points of hearthguard in one unit with uh, uh, I think one point of turquoise. And then mm-hmm. one point of uh, warriors mounted as well. So um, the Turk Bulls always super annoying to deal 
but uh, yes. anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, in terms of terrain, I think he was maybe not super aware of the pagan people, uh, what they get up to, <laughs> which was a little bit uh, kind of sucked for him because he let me, uh, he actually put down like an uneven piece of terrain against me. So, I was, I was happy um that he did that but essentially it meant that there was an uneven piece of terrain in every single corner of the board so this was like the perfect setup for me and i couldn't have <laughs> i couldn't have asked for a better better terrain placement actually um so actually a lot happened the first turn on one side he had his warlord field uh, with uh two points of levy uh, uh with crossbows um then on the opposite side, he deployed uh, the rest of his warband, so the Turkopoles, uh, Warriors, and Hearthguard. Then, uh, given that they're, they're all mounted, he was going to probably try and get them over the bridge and uh, to the other side, close to his Warlord, uh, and then just kind of like shoot anyone who got close to, uh, to his Warlord and to his Levy. And kind of like shielded off that way. So I'm guessing that was his plan. Uh, I had the second turn, so he kind of moved up a little bit, shot a few things with his turkopoles, didn't do too much. Um, I split my warband uh, with the priest, the warlord, and one unit of warriors in uh, in in one side, and then I think three three units of warriors on the other one with my um, what's it called with my uh, hearthguard with Danaxes. So, uh, kind of the f the first thing I did was teleport my hearthguard with uh, heavy weapons right next to his warlord, and uh, ended up just massacring him. So that put me at a massive advantage in the scoring side of things. Essentially, all I had to do was survive a little bit and make sure my warlord survives and get a few guys over. I think this uh, this scenario really favors the pagan peoples, since I can just I don't actually have to move anywhere. I don't have to. I don't think I ever left a piece of terrain. Um, oh, fun! It, yeah, it was. Yeah. I feel kind of bad for my opponent. Like it, I don't think this this is like the best uh, the best scenario. I think if uh, with the Pagan peoples, you might have to say you can't teleport at the other uh, across the river but, but, or something. Let me just let me know. just uh, let me just uh, get in here real quick. I think it's very very easy to deny uh, the teleporting because. You know the corners, like they're diagonal to, to each other. And so once your opponent starts placing like terrain in one corner, you just, uh, you just like once the pagan people play, just starts placing terrain in one corner, you just you immediately put a swamp, put a swamp into the yeah. other one. And then he can do it to the, to the other set of corners, but you can do the same again. And so I think if you know what the pagan people can do, this is, this is easy to deny. And so, and then they have a real problem because then they need to like walk through the bridge. But if you don't, then it's GG for the pagan people for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah or if you like have more. A... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, uh, it's like uh, I mean, the problem is like the game is over before it starts, basically, and that's yeah. Maybe it's not so fun uh, if we are uh, looking into it that way. But uh, I mean, yeah, if you know it, then you should be able to deal with it. Yeah, I think yeah. if if you deploy the terrain, uh, like if you put down two swamps on his side. Or on the the kind of the the terrain he could deploy, I would have uh, serious issues. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I think like if I if I had to get out of terrain and then like get across the bridge, uh, he could have just crushed me with his mounted hearth guard or uh, 
pretty much anything really because I'm just some warriors with bows. Yeah, yeah you're in trouble. Yeah, you didn't uh, you didn't do the power move of bringing like nine thousand models so you can <laughs> like uh, <laughs> have every build. So yeah, it will be tough to just walk with your bow levy across the. Oh yeah, no, yeah, sorry, more warriors. Yeah, yeah no, I, I did bring. I, I kind of like bluffed a little bit and I put my levy with uh, javelins on the board, so it looked like I had some kind of mobile guys with a little bit of armor. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I think he he got he got fooled by it. It was like, oh yeah, he's got he's got some guys. It's not going to be too bad. But anyway, so yeah. ended up winning that one uh, by quite a lot actually. So because I, mm -hmm. I managed to teleport everyone over and have everyone within medium of my warlord, and he didn't have his warlord anymore, so. Uh, he missed out on a whole bunch of uh, bonus points. So I think it was like 36 plus in terms of points. So pretty good. Uh, so overall, not a bad first day for me. So two wins and one small loss. So it's pretty optimistic by the end of it. How about you, Tim? Yeah. Right. So um, my third game was into Saracens again, like the last, like the first game. And uh, I think... I I had never played the the crossing before. It's such a it's such a weird scenario for me, and uh, we started doing it wrong, and then we kind of realized, oh shit, we need to like deploy on two different sides of the river, which was super weird. Um, and since we already had declared like our two halves, I basically ended up having one of my corners being just like small units of levies waiting to be butchered, and the other corner was just everything, like like. It was like four and a half points to one and a half points or something. I can't remember, but you know, like four points to two points. Uh, and yeah, so he kind of had the same, the, a similar problem, and it was it was a massacre. I think um, my my borders, yeah, my borders were protecting my levies, so nothing nothing quite happened to to my my small site, but his like his small site was just in front of my. Uh, my huge warrior blocks and hearthguard blocks and like hearthguard block and my uh, my hearth my warlord and so I ended up like first first two turns I think his his first side was basically cleared out and then um, like two more turns the other side was cleared out the cumans are are just so strong like attacks wise when, when, once they start like going into melees and start charging and um, then they just wipe whatever they touch if they can and um that was uh, my opponent was kind of kind of tilted a little bit in the end but like not not towards me he was just tilted that a game went so so badly he was very nice he was one of the people that uh that we ended up interviewing alex and and yeah so it, it was a a a good game maybe not the most like close because yeah tabled to me having basically everything on the other side of the river, including my warlord. So lots of points for me in that scenario. Um, so great, great game for me, I guess. And uh, we had fun anyway. And the, the lots of lots of points in that scenario might have mattered later, but uh, more on that later. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go through my game. Uh, let's see. This is the crossing. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was uh, facing off uh, 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 Gabor, who came from Hungary with uh, Lithuanians uh, and the Eastern Princess board. And uh, once again, he uh, he he was really strong with deploying the terrain. He put like a big hill on my side, and uh, or 
I mean, he, he took like a big steep hill on one of the sides. And since he was first player, he could ensure that I was going to get that hill. And that messed me up a bit because uh, I uh, didn't have like a real strategy in this scenario. Uh, he had uh, four, uh, three units of four hurt guard, the wagon, 12 axemen, and uh, uh, like Danax warriors, and uh, 12 uh, levy uh, bows. And I picked basically what I picked in the last game, like uh, the levies, borderers, two units of warriors, one on foot this time, because I was expecting him to charge with his hurt guard. They have javelins, and I don't want to have my... Uh, I don't want to be armor three, no close ranks against that. Um, <laughs> and my plan was basically like go to the middle, like to the bridge and uh, fight there uh, and try to like block him from moving out. But what happened was like the bridge, the, the river on one side got to be chaotic, which means it can like be open. We have to roll for it each round and it can be open terrain. <laughs> so he put down like all his mobile units in one corner and he's like defensive block of like levy and warriors and warlord on the other so he could just like ride across and score a million points and again i put like my hurt card a bit careless on the hill so my plan was to like ride out but i noticed he could like move up his levy with one uh, move and then shoot at me and he did that, wiping out four of my hurt card. And that was a turn, I think he's turn one, which was really brutal. Because now one of my corners is extremely weak and facing down basically his hurt guard and his wagon. So he could, be, he could like, with the wagon, shut down, like, my long charge with the warlord and just, like, beat up the small units with his hurt guard. But he didn't do that. He instead went for shooting, like, at my borderers. On the other side, uh, didn't move out very much, and that was, I guess, fine. Uh, then he tried like get the group unit across. Uh, I hunted it down with my warriors uh, that were mounted, and basically it became like a slugfest in the middle. And uh, he had a few small units, le- like we ground each other down, but I still had more units left, and he made like a final charge against my warlord. Uh, with a bunch of guys, but it didn't work out. So that was kind of, I mean, the game was super close and super tense. Uh, Every round was basically up for, like, there was no clear winner because I was kind of like near the center was, you know, he could just move his hurt card across easily. And I was, uh, we fought there a lot, but in the end I had more units survived than he did. So he got units across, I didn't, but my, like, uh, I had too many in my uh, Warlord bubble that gave me more points in the end. So that was like a close win for me, I think. Gabor played pretty well. Uh, so he wasn't exactly like a pushover or anything. And uh, it was a fun game. Nice. Sounds Almost, great. Uh, I was kind of exhausted after it because <laughs> the brain energy we spent could heat up, uh, yeah, a small village. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think one one thing to note as well is like normally this uh, scenario doesn't get played at uh, tournaments simply because you yeah. need so many bridges, so many rivers. But they actually kind of got around that very nicely by having uh, uh, rivers and bridges printed. So like two D. Um, on I think it was like a like a rubberized type of paper or something. Yep. Yep. So that was uh, actually pretty cool. So um, it's not my favorite scenario, but I do respect. 
that they committed and they made sure everyone had like really nice looking rivers and uh, nice looking bridges. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. I would say that this scenario doesn't really fit. It's not the great to take in the in the setup they had where there was like a long board. Uh, so you can, I mean, since you were playing on both sides, uh, you had to yeah. like, stretch over to the other, and that that uh, could be a little annoying. Yeah, because like yeah. tables were like stacked up next to each other, right, for yeah. ten meters straight. So it was kind of tough to reach the other side because you couldn't just walk around. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So that's the end of the first day. Uh, in the evening, we managed to go to a pub, uh, and uh, we managed to get a little bit of food, had some drinks, socialize with uh, the Polish guys, and I think we stayed there uh, for quite a few hours. But yeah, it was really good to actually socialize with the people that we'd uh, played with. It was great. Yep. Really enjoyed that. Then uh, what happened uh, day two? So day two, we uh, started off doing claiming territory. So I could uh, I faced off against Gabor and his Lithuanians. So uh, <laughs> same, uh, same opponent that you had, Hamza, in your last game. And he took, I think, if I remember correctly, the same as what he had with you. So uh, three points of Hearthguard, uh, since they're Lithuanians, they have Javelins. He split it up in one unit of eight, one unit of four, a unit of Scouts, um, a unit of uh, 12 uh, Warriors with uh, heavy weapons and a banner, and then uh, the Wagon and the Warlord. I think that's uh, that's everything. So... Uh, here with the claiming territory, you put down two objectives in your opponent's side, uh, and um, uh, the opponent does the same on, uh, on on your side. And then basically, if you capture the objectives on uh, the further, the the kind of the far side of the board, you double or you score more points than the ones that are close by. So uh, Gabor set up the board really nicely. He was the first player. He put uh, some ruins in the middle of the board. Like, as he has scouts, he can get through terrain very quickly. And uh, it's not as much of a problem for him. And um, like he used that very well. I put a large field on my side and I think a rocky terrain on my side as well, because I was like going to uh, contest the objectives on my side. And for some reason, I think this was maybe his only mistake. He put a field uh, in his side of the his side of the board because I think his reasoning after the game, he said he's got scouts anyway, so he was just going to kind of use it as a uh, kind of like a blocking piece of terrain for me, uh, and he would just be able to ride his right his uh, knights through it. But uh, wasn't it didn't have a massive impact in the end. So here. What was your uh, what was your strategy regarding the objective? Yeah, my my strategy here this is this is one I was actually not looking forward to because I don't have a lot of defensive abilities. Um and he he knew that so he put the objectives that I had to contest out uh, kind of like in the middle of as far away uh from terrain as possible. So here I switched out uh I think 10 warriors I gave them just normal hand weapons and shields to be able to kind of close ranks and survive a little bit and also since it's claiming territory you use conquest points so the larger the unit of warriors the better uh but since i hadn't packed that well uh, i could only <laughs> do that for 10 10 warriors it would have been very useful to uh, to be able to have two uh two units of uh, warriors with uh, with some shields to hide behind but anyway so 
um yeah i took uh it, i actually took the priest i took the priest every single game uh, the reason i took the priest is the lithuanians i guess the eastern princes have uh, an ability called hesitation and that essentially makes one of your or uh, it can make one of your units count as mercenaries if they're more than s away from I, I... Sorry? I think that one's called the uh, Timurus Advance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, I switched it. Yeah, it's called, Tim yeah, you're right. It's Timurus Advance, and it's uh, two commons, but you basically, uh, it's orders or orders reaction, and you uh, make one of the units of, um, uh, that's more than S away from an, uh, a hero, a mercenary. So that's really rough. So that's also why I took the, the priest, because he counts as a hero. So having split my warband in two, uh, Essentially, everyone was covered by it, and he could not play that. Uh, but my uh, the way he did it, I kind of had to deploy uh, some of my units out in the open, which I never like. Um, and uh, I thought that was going to end up really bad, but he actually, in turn two, he charged my uh, unit of uh, warriors with bows, who were uh, like there are eight warriors with bows. So pretty easy target since they're armor three. They were running up to grab the central objective he put out. He charged them with his hearth, his eight hearth guard, and kind of I I rolled like a complete boss. So I <laughs> managed to wipe out his. Uh, I think I killed six uh, of the eight uh, hearth <laughs> guard. Uh, and well, he did wipe out my unit, but like it's a fair. Trick. That's a pretty sweet exchange. <laughs> yeah, pretty sweet exchange. So. After that, he looked a little bit nervous. I, I was feeling pretty good, but he totally crushed it and he came back really well. He was super, he just went into like hyper focus mode. Um, yeah. And he was just like, uh, he actually managed to claw it back pretty decisively. Um, and uh, he managed to win this one 12, or sorry, 19 to I think 12 or 14. I don't have my score sheet with me anymore, but it ended up being quite close. We only managed to make it till turn five. If we had a little bit more time because we ran out of time. I think turn six, I could have turned it into a draw, but like uh, that's just a limitation of the the tournament, so we had to stop. So, but really, really focused game. My brain hurt after it. Like he's super, like it was super intense game. So I pretty much felt completely exhausted, more exhausted after the first game than I did like the whole first uh, first day. <laughs> so, anyway, how about you, Tim? Right. So uh, my First game, second day was into Jakub. I think he had he had pagan peoples again. Uh, yeah, uh, again. I, th I think I uh, he was my opponent in game second two. game. Yeah, uh, day one. Yeah, I think so too. And um, in that one, I I think the best thing that happened to me was not giving my opponent terrain again. So he ended up having uh, two big fields, kind of. Uh, or like yeah like one big field and one big forest but they were off to one side like i i blocked the middle so he had to decide for one of the one of the sides and that was that was very very good and since the on that scenario the he was the starting player and they get to like deploy within m of their edge and but m away m away from the corners and so he couldn't start his his army uh inside the field he had placed um in his in his half and so no no teleporting for turn one or maybe even two um which was super important for me and yeah my he did his first turn and kind of moved up a little bit towards the middle um i i 
put the my both like both of my markers just out in the open in, in in like on the on the other side away from the fields just just in in no man's land and yeah my first turn i think i just decided it's time it's go time um and pedal to the metal and uh ended up wiping 12 warriors like a 12 12 man warrior unit and the warlord uh without losing much i think i lost like six warriors um because they were just I exhausted everyone and then charged in, and so the world didn't really stand a chance, even with armor six. How, how did and, you exhaust everything? Uh, with the Huns, right? You, I can, I I can ride around them. So I I had two units going around the warlord and the uh, big warrior squad, and then I can pick two of my Hun models, and every unit in between gets a fatigue, mm-hmm. and then I shot the warlord um, with six shots. And when I do that, I can use another ability called Lassos, which pulls another Fatigue from a unit within short to another unit oh, within short. So yeah. I took that from the warlord, uh, from the Warriors onto the Warlord. And then I have another ability that does a Fatigue, which is called Death Comes From Above. And um, I used that one as well on the Warlord. So he, like, he had three Fatigues before me even charging once. And the Warriors didn't have a Fatigue anymore, but once the Warlord dies, they get one back. So that's fine with me. Um, yeah, so then charge the Warlord, armor 6, but I had 16 attacks, um, which was, yeah, there, there's going to be a 6, and I think I ended up having two 6s. He didn't save them both. Um, and so he died, and then another 20-something attacks into the uh, big Warrior stack, and yeah, so, and I think Insane. a little bit of bad, bad rolling on his side, and so ended up, yeah, wiping a lot of that, and then... After those two charges, my war, my composite bow units can shoot again. So they ended up having like 10 more shots, um, which took out the remaining warriors. So, uh-huh. yep. So that was, that. to be honest, that was ba- basically game, I think, because then I had uh, like turn one, because then I, I think I had that the big, big threat removed and there were only five man warrior units left and his hearth guard ready to uh, jump into my, my half and kind of wipe everything that was waiting in my terrain, which was just my levies, just, yeah, just as bait, I think. And they, they, they he ended up, char- like, jumping into my terrain, but not charging me, which was very great. And then my levies charged him, and since they can also, it's their ranged levy, so they only get, like, four dice by themselves, but through abilities and charging and stuff, they ended up having, like, 14... 14 attacks uh, and hitting on twos, of course, and rerolling ones. Um, so, yeah, they definitely wiped the Hearth Guard, and that's just game. Like, Hearth Guard gone, Warlord gone, like everything in turn two, so, or maybe three. Um, and yeah, not much he could do, I think. Humans, the, their thing, uh, kept charging, kept fighting. Um, and he also kept taking my fatigue um, when, when I shot, so I think that's the biggest mistake you can make into Huns. Um, because once yeah. I start up taking fatigue, I, I just I just die so easily. And yeah, quick quick game. Jakub, amazing guy. I think he can, he definitely uh, he's he always said like he's a he's a newer player, but he definitely has all the all the all the uh, the rules down up to like to FAQ stuff, like two months old stuff. He he, he definitely knows his stuff. He just I think he uh, he just. If he ends up playing more on tournaments and stuff, he's gonna he's gonna get really really dangerous, I think. And he was also very good already, so nice guy. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, I also felt, I mean, uh, when I talk about my game, I mean, he was absolutely no pushover. He just, his strategy for, for the scenario wasn't, like, on par. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, the the way, I mean, he knows what his army should do, so that, uh, I, he, he was all right, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Uh, so, my game four, now, at this point, there's only two of us who have won, won three games, uh, and that's me, and that's uh, the Michal. Uh, who were playing the Militus Christi. And uh, when I saw his composition, like that he was playing the Western Knights, he picked them. Uh, I was a bit like shocked because I, I, don't, I don't think that's a good mercenary unit. Uh, I don't think Militus Christi are a good army. Uh, at, uh, so I was kind of not really prepared for what was about to happen. So in this game, I took out my borderers and took more levy in. Uh, which I switched for more warriors, basically. So I had two tens of warriors to help me with scoring. And uh, I, he started, and he put down a big hill on my side, a steep hill, which basically made me like split my ar- army in two because he put like the objectives on his side. And I uh, did a huge mistake, which was I put my objectives uh, on his side very close, basically within L. So what what happened was that his uh, mercenary uh, Western Knights could uh, basically contest both both objectives by spreading out on the line. That's that's not a problem when you have eight models, right? Yeah. Uh, so that puts me. That meant like I have to get rid of them, which I really don't want. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to attack them and and uh, you know engage with them. So he he took that. He put. Uh, two big 12s of warriors uh, mounted and one un- big unit of hard cards. So he had basically five dice. And when he when you do stuff stuff like that, and on my side I had like four hard card, uh, ten warrior, like two tens of warriors. They were meant for scoring, so I didn't want to engage with them uh, in fights. Uh, suddenly I was really out of combat power in this game. I could not uh, engage with his knights so well and. Even if I remove dice, like a lot of people say, like, oh, Saracens are bullshit. They can, like, take away your dice and power themselves up. Yeah, sure. But if the opponent has a lot of dice, which, like, 12, <laughs> 12 million do, yeah. warriors have, then, I mean, you're still going to die if you, you, know, you want to fight them. So, basically, he went up, contested my side. Uh, trots, I mean, it's not easy to kill Saracens on foot if they have abilities powered up. So his hurt got charged uh, with like 21 dice or something and killed one of my models, but it was enough to put me back. Or two, no, sorry, three models, which was exactly enough to push me back outside of my objective uh, on one side, which meant he like secured it and got a lot of points. In the next turn, I got like really upset and wanted to get rid of his hurt card and shot and fought them. I got rid of them, but... Now I have given him way too many points because I was not contesting my side. And he was, you know, he had less units than me, so he could always have, like, blocks on Horizon up. He blocked a lot of attacks. Um, obviously, his terrain placement was much better than mine. Uh, he had, like, uh, he could easily maneuver on his side. I had problems on my side. Uh, I should have, like, put more terrain so I could, like, walk in infantry and contest his objective. Uh, or, or you know, have some kind of central firebase for the levy, uh, which wasn't possible because of the steep hill he put in my, uh, in my, uh, in middle of my uh, board. 
Uh, and yeah, that uh, was actually a loss for me. Uh, he played well. Uh, he positioned his units uh, very strong. Uh, I enjoyed like he 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 fought very like fair, so to say. I mean, his army was, I would say, it's not the most overpowered. I mean, it, yeah. I would say it's like an un- underpowered battleboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, my, so I think I don't think Saracens are the greatest either, but it was uh, it was definitely because of like his skill and having like a clear plan how to like defend his objectives and contest mine. While I was more like, oh, I'm just gonna sit down, score points, and hopes nobody attacks me, which was not <laughs> that was not the best. So I, of course I should have like used my borders, and if uh, they could maybe do something to those knights, uh, uh, I, I'm pretty sure they would because if I attack him, he will have like uh, they produce a lot of attacks. They bring out his armor and so on. So I should have just played my like normal composition instead of like overthinking and going like oh I'm gonna need a bunch of you know I uh, I took like basically a, a new ar- army at the when I shouldn't. I just should have just played with what I knew. So he won fair and square. He won pretty big, I think. So, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, congrats was, to uh, him, man. Like, yeah. like Miltus Christi and, and like Western Knights. That's, that's a, that's a, a big, yeah, but he, big energy he, move. Yeah. And he also used like, he didn't use, because he was using so many mounted warriors. Like his army had an enormous footprint because he didn't like use the small bases. Like, like I do. Yeah, but I mean, I also do <laughs> yeah. on some units. So he was just like playing like really fair and, you know, fair but hard, basically. So that was, uh, I mean, I, I was very impressed by that game. Uh, and it was a long time ago I played someone who could defeat me in Saga in that way. Like he just plays better. There was no like luck involved. There was he, there was no like, oh, his army is bullshit or anything. It was just he was a better player. He had a clear strategy. He put down the terrain better. Uh, he knew his army better, I think, like how to use it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I was just like, you know, I, I could not win the tournament anymore, but uh, being defeated like this is one of the best ways. So I was kind of happy for that game. Yeah. Mihao Giga Chat. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Right, JP? But, uh, right. Uh, just, just one more thing. Uh, like, all four games I had in this tournament were really so far were really tough so i was i was building up a few fatigues <laughs> yeah go on jp all right yeah so uh, there were just two games on the second uh, second day so we're up to the last one the last one was tale of challenges also straight out of the book of battles and somehow i had uh, matched up against tim so <laughs> i guess we can uh, uh, yeah let's let's uh, let's talk about what we uh, what we decided to take in terms of challenges. So, right. Uh, also, actually, you're you were the first player, so you go ahead. Yeah, right. So, um, I thought I'm Hans. I might as well take take what I I am human. Sorry, I thought I'm. Uh, yeah, I used the Han Bellaboard. I th- I might as well use what what they're good at, and I picked my first. Uh, my first challenge was first blood. So the first model destroyed needs to be on your side, otherwise. Um, I lose three points, and if I can make it, I get three points. My objective, or the first one I took, was uh, a pretty ambitious one. I took my fury will echo across eternity or something. Yeah, <laughs> forever, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, the one where you have to kill ten models in a single activation phase. But I think the you score quite quite a lot for it. I think you score some like seven or eight points. 
Um, if you did do, you have to, like uh, a plan for doing that, or did you just get like a vibe, or how was? Uh, <laughs> Tell me I, about the process. How are you gonna do that? This was uh, against, against mostly him. vibe vibe based. So okay, it was a uh, vibe based decision. Right? A vibe based decision. Uh, yeah. It actually turned out this one. I've done this one before, and it's it's very doable in uh, with pagan people. Essentially, all you have to okay. do is catch one. Uh, catch one. Uh, yeah, you can can basically with one one of your units if you catch someone off guard um and i knew tim was taking uh some levies anyway because he loves his levies yeah so i was like okay they're gonna be easy meat um <laughs> but uh yeah it was probably not the the, the best thought out one uh can and... i guess where they spent most of the game can i take a guess sure what, was it in hardcover i think we'll, <laughs> we're not gonna spoil it just yet um, <laughs> tim what, what's your next objective my next objective was uh, I'm going to burn down your home, which I think was very uh, thematic. Um, so I basically said I'm going to have, at the end of the game, I'm going to have three units, not counting mercenaries, within medium of your board edge. And they all, all of the three units uh, must have four or more models remaining. And uh, I think that one scored a lot, like eight points or something. Yeah, definitely. I think that was a... I should have taken that one. <laughs> um, with my paying people. However, I took, uh, I think it's called like something like you shall die or something. And that's essentially where I have to take 75% of my models as uh, casualties. I thought, all right, Tim is going to go hard and uh, start murdering everything. Uh, and I'm definitely going to lose some guys. But uh, I think I should have just chosen uh, the, the one that you. You, you decided in terms of just transporting your units uh, with an M. So we both took two objectives. I think my, if I had achieved both of mine, I would have got 11 points and you would have gone 10 points. Yeah. Um, so that in those terms, it seems okay. But uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the most thought out uh, plan I had. Uh, in terms of terrain deployment, you used the trusty smooth hill tactic. Uh, yes. So you just plopped that one down in the middle of my, uh, uh, I think, middle of the, my deployment zone. Uh, and then all I could do was put in one uh, small piece of, uh, I think, ruins on my side. And then I think you also put like a small, you proceed by putting a swamp in, uh, in your deployment zone. And I, I think I managed to put a large uh, forest down. And yeah for that uh, uh terrain deployment yeah, yeah you ended up taking that one piece of shit like uh rocky grounds that you used like yeah i, I ended up into uh, the into the side of the into the side of the board yeah yeah i managed to find a, a tiny tiny piece of rocky ground that i could it, it was i i gave it yes. to you because i was like going around the entire like uh like gaming zone just to finding a small piece so i could give it to you to own tim yeah so i like to delegate my terrain finding to other people um but yeah, yeah. You, you managed to find like a, a yeah something that just fit tiny like, but legal it was yeah it was yeah i think it was on the border of uh of legal saga sizing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway all right um i think the first uh first turn you already charged out and uh went 100 percent uh for the first yep. blood and then you managed three to, dice yeah yep. three dice and you managed to kill 
one warrior in uh, my in the ruins, which was pretty impressive. So, uh, yep, was important. It was important. It uh, kind of bummed me out a little bit. Not gonna lie. And Did you I, have a first first blood or what? Yeah, yeah. Tim had yeah. first blood, so he he managed to get that. Uh, and then mm. I think also in the first turn or my first turn, uh, Tim had deployed his uh, levy uh, in the woods. So yes. He saw it coming straight away. I teleported yes. my six Hearthguard with heavy weapons right next to them, uh, charged them, and uh, managed to wipe them down to... Actually, I think I, I killed exactly 10 guys. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, so... Whoa, uh, <laughs> Whoa so spoilers, it, it, they were not in hardcover. Yeah, they were in a forest, yeah. Yeah, they, okay. they were in a forest, but... Um, yeah, so Matt... A minus points for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was up a little bit, and uh, uh, but Tim got first blood, uh, so that was kind of like the the easy part for me. Uh, so Tim, do you want to describe what happened next? Yeah, right. I think I think the next two or three turns are quite samey. Um, we just I since since only like two dudes survived out of your hearthguard, I think. Um. Uh, actually, it was, I, it was three, and I think I, I charged you for a second time to wipe out your unit, and then and one more died. Yeah, and like one, like I think you lost like one. Uh, it was not a good trade. That's all I'm going to say. I lost, I lost two levies, and you lost one hearthguard, so that was okay for me. Yeah, and then, so then basically, one of my units was cornered. Um, one of like my big twelve man warrior unit was cornered um, by the forest, and then like you ruined so I or like a swamp and the forest, so. What I ended up doing is for two rounds straight, I I rode to the forest, shot like six shots into the forest at the at the um <laughs> at the hearthguard, tried to kill them, and I think I killed one in second turn, and then I just rode rode away again into my corner, so just far enough so that you can even if you teleported your your next warrior unit in, which you did to turn two and turn three. Uh, you put teleported like one unit in turn two, and then one more in turn three, and just you just kept shooting the other, or in my opinion, wrong warrior unit that was on the other side of the forest. And uh, so my my warriors kept riding back and forth, um, and just took out your hearthguard in like two turns, I think, with some, with me basically spending all that I all the dice that I uh, that I had on just just straight on combat bonus. Just extra shots because yeah, hardcore are just so expensive, and me killing the two remaining ones were was worth like three points to me, and no more teleporting threat from from that one. Um, so yeah, that that's what happened uh, turn two or three. Do you wanna do you wanna take us off to turn four and five? Yeah, so uh, turn four, I realized that uh, I chose the objective where I need to kill seventy five percent of my warband. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, you're you're running away to my board edge got your smooth hill kind of being completely useless to me and i've got a bunch of guys on foot so by that time i was uh trying to do as many multiple activations as possible to run and suicide by borderer my uh, as many warriors as i could <laughs> so um i think i ended up charging two or three or actually two units of warriors into your borders in solid cover hoping yeah. they would wipe them out uh and i rolled like an absolute legend on my defense like rolls. a boss like, <laughs> yeah what the heck? so <laughs> i really wanted to have them dead but they survived so yeah. um it wasn't enough anyways I'd, I'd kept it to wait to late i should have just charged in your uh your large 
uh, group of um, uh, of warriors with the banner. I should have like teleported and then charged charged some warriors into them uh, earlier in the game. But uh, yeah, you moved all your guys easily into uh, into a corner, turtled up, and then I couldn't uh, I couldn't quite make it with my uh, with my foot uh, units. So you ended up winning that one pretty big, actually, and yeah. uh, me suiciding my units actually helped, helped you uh, yeah. up the rankings a little bit for sure. Yeah, I think you, I think you ended up killing ten ten of your own uh, or maybe eight of your own warriors just by suicide by border. Um, so that's like that was I think that was like five points because you killed a whole unit, yeah. um, just yeah. for free. I appreciate it. Yeah, probably should. Have, you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> spoiler uh, alert here. So Hamza, how, yeah. how does this uh, knowledge make you feel? Uh, pretty uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> you were basically uh, setting up. How do you say when you uh, you know when they fix the game, rig yeah. the game? Yeah, yeah. We had yeah. bats going on everything, so yeah. we wanted to make sure those uh, turned out great. Yeah. Uh, my last game was against uh, Mutatawia. Uh, this is another faction that I don't rate pretty high, but uh, <laughs> there are surprises. <laughs> there was uh, that's the theme of this tournament. Like they they play their warbands. Pre- the, the guys I faced play their warbands very well. Uh, anyway, I picked, since it was Mutatawi, I expected him to attack me. I picked a, a challenge where there's no unit uh, below six uh, models left at the end of the game. And I was going to kill like his most expensive unit, which I assumed were like, I could pick what that was. But it turned out we played it like he picked what they expect. I mean, if there were two units with the same cost, he would pick uh, which one it is. That messed things up for me a bit. Uh, I should have checked that, of course, before picking it. Uh, the objectives he picked was first blood and having a turn where he's immune from attacks, like nobody dies in one turn, and it has to be after turn three, which I thought was a strange choice for the Mutatawia because they want to exchange units all the time uh, and do damage to themselves. So what happens was I put like... Uh, uh, I put uh, terrain-wise. I put like a ruined and uh, a forest. Uh, sorry, a ruined and uh, rocky ground, kind of close to each other, uh, in the middle of the table. And he very strangely put down like a very large wood on his board edge, and that's where he put his two big units of warriors in that I should kill. Um, so one archer a unit of ten and one spear and shield with ten and with the the one with the ten spear spear and shield dice was the target. That of course is hard to for me to reach because it was just like at the back of it, the table basically. And he had a unit of herd guard on horses, which was another, in my opinion, strange choice, but it once he did what he was doing, I kind of figured out why he did it. And also like two tens of warriors, and the rest was four-man units of warriors. So five four-man units of warriors, uh, just like outside of the terrain. And this was strange. I don't know like what's going on. Like what's going on, folks? Uh, so basically, what happens is every. I mean, he generates a lot of saga dice, like basically eight almost every turn. So he walks up those foot units, like two moves to my horses, or a move and a charge. Uh, and then like power seam up so it exactly doesn't die. 
Then he sacrifices those models to do like a shooting attack with the range M into my horses, which have really low melee armor because it's done against the melee armor. So, and he takes like three shots and everything that goes above the melee armor uh, kills my models. I don't get a save. And that was really brutal because I had lots of armor three models uh, in my army. So first turn, he basically, he went for the borders with his hurt guard, killed a bunch, uh, I think five. And then he started to shoot. Uh, he sacrificed his remaining hurt guard to take out one of mine or something. And uh, like at turn three, I was like seriously reduced what I could do. I had like my my uh, uh, levy, should he levy were down, my uh, unit of uh, horse archers, uh, warriors uh, were down to like two or three models and I had seriously bad combat power. And then he triggered like his uh, uh, ability in the end, uh, <laughs> you know, like you shouldn't, uh, I can't kill anything. And he had everything in a forest except one unit basically. And I kind of expected that to happen like soon. So my hurt guard unit was, had lost a guy, but there were kind of, like five of them more. And I activated so much and he couldn't like, he couldn't like really figure out where to uh, spend fatigues and where not to spend fatigues. So I was basically able to deny him that. Uh, and I, in in the previous rounds, I was the one who killed like the first model because I started. So I denied him his uh, boast and he denied me mine. And he had lost a lot of models because he was sacrificing warriors to kill Levi also. And that's not a good trade for the Mutatalia. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but it was a tough game. It was really unexpected, like what he was doing. Like the threat range of the foot of the four-man foot warrior units was very large. Uh, like they could, they could basically move outside of the terrain. Uh, like move short, charge L into you, uh, and then like shoot another M. So that's a insane threat range to get your horse uh, to get that like uh, horse guys. So I think I made a mistake of not using uh, like melee uh, cavalry. I didn't bring that actually. So next time, bring more models. <laughs> bring a thousand models, At and uh, also like pick better, um, like pick the the bows so that your opponent can't just like defend against both of them in the same way, basically. So by having this terrain and by trying to like keep himself alive and you know denying me kills he could you know get a lot of points for it so in the end i killed more and uh i but i lost also more points from my boast so it was kind of not super close but i won like a medium victory uh but it was it was a really tough game uh so yeah that puts me like so far at four wins and one loss. Okay, so I think I think we're standing at uh, JP has two wins, three losses. Yep. Uh, Hamza has four wins, one loss, and I also have four wins, one loss. And so I think before uh, before the final ceremonies, Hamza and I were talking that he uh, he probably is going to end up like second or third with me being um, just just behind him. And so we were waiting for the ceremony to to tell us that and. Uh, 
it didn't quite happen that way, right, no, Hamza? I, I mean, I got third, but uh, you got second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you won with one point more. I had 99 and you had uh, 100. So, uh, yeah. Well and done, I Tim. I feel like uh, the, I guess... the kingmaker here. Yeah, you um, do. Yeah. You should. You should. I was, man, like, you should. Uh, I was a useful uh, springboard for the number one and number two uh, of the <laughs> tournament. <laughs> I was like, the, the the baby seal that gets clubbed for for points. Yeah. Um, well done, JP. I appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> you Thank a lot. Thank you for my service. But, uh, I mean, like, uh, I mean, my games, all of them were not. I mean, they were not like huge wins for me. Like maybe one in the second, uh, like the second one. Like every game had very difficult. Uh, they they were very tough. They could have e easily gone the other way. So. I mean, I'm not upset about it in that way because, like, for example, the last game he could have, uh, the guy I played, I mean, he could have managed, I mean, done uh, some things a little differently, and I would have basically lost. And the same with uh, with uh, Gabor's uh, Lithuanians. I mean, there was in the, it wasn't a, like a, a steamroll in any way. It was a, right. they were very even uh, all of them. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah, so, uh, so I'm not sure actually the so we didn't say that uh, Mihao with his Miltis Christie won uh, the tournament at least for the oh yeah so uh, yeah he was first Tim was second Hamza was third and uh, they haven't actually yeah. released the rest of the, uh, the rankings yet but I'm guessing I'm in yeah. uh, kind of bottom third given my uh, track <laughs> record so oh well uh, but uh, overall vibe was super positive I had a really good time yes. Really good yeah. few days. It was super cool to meet some people that I chatted uh, on the internet to. Uh, we had a good chat about kind of like the respective scenes in terms of uh, how we are playing in uh, kind of Netherlands and uh, in West Germany uh, compared to uh, to Poland. Uh, so yeah, it was a super positive vibe. Also, really good organization. So really, really, uh, really positive experience in the end. Yeah, and I think one more thing to add, I think it's quite impressive to run basically three tournaments in, in like two days because they also had an Age of Vikings division and an Age of Magic division with uh, Vikings, Radek, one of the organizers winning with his Anglo-Saxons. I think we interviewed him and that should be on the YouTube channel. Um, and uh, Does he say his army composition? Yeah, 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 he does. He had four points of uh, Levis, one point of Gegadil and uh, one point of Angry Monks. Which is basically an insane army, like to yeah, start with. So, so, so yeah, actually, it's, uh, yeah. The most impressive part was uh, the third place for Age of Vikings was actual yes. Vikings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the Viking tournament was bigger because our the Crusades had uh, I think fourteen players and Vikings had sixteen. Yeah, and eight uh, for uh, Magic. So yeah, yeah. It was uh, pretty pretty impressive actually logistically that he was. Uh, Essentially, Jan uh, was running it mostly by himself with help of Rad uh, Radek because uh, he was also playing at the same time and crushing people. Uh, right. So, like that's a serious, serious headache. Uh, in, uh, yeah, we appreciate his uh, noble sacrifice for uh, running the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Also, there was uh, the, I... sorry, the the sponsors also provided like uh, as much as you can drink Pepsi. Water, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was good. peanuts. That was amazing. Pretzels. That was so good. Yeah. So yeah, like we were peanuts. Yeah, we yeah. were fully hydrated. Uh, and uh, I think I was up. spending like most of the game time in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> Just... because I was like overdosing on uh, light, 
on aspartame basically yeah, uh, i also want to add like the polish the polish players were pretty funny i mean they were i don't know they were just funny <laughs> i liked them and uh, i also think they were pray i mean the game i had were very tough i was it, i don't remember a tournament where i played it was so difficult in every game basically the op- the opposition was so like usually i have like three tough games and then like one that's really easy and one that's like medium but this time like i had one that was you know like kind of half tough before because i lost my world so quickly and then four that were just insane uh <laughs> like uh, yeah i was completely drained <laughs> after playing them and that's also because they were like playing the standard factions, but they were doing things that I've never seen before. Like yeah, I played sure. Mutatawiya by myself, myself for example, also at tournaments, and I, you know, for maybe not a year, but you know, uh, for some time, and I, I could never figure out that you can actually use the small units as like basically bombs and so on. And also uh, against Mihai, like, I mean, when you face like Militus Christi locally. Uh, which I've done many times. I mean, I'm I know their battleboard. It was, it was so different from what you used to, and that also speaks like to their strength as players and their skill, but also like to Saga as a game that it's not figured out. Nobody has it figured out. Like nobody can say like, oh, you should play this or this faction stuff. Not because... yeah, not fully right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of the things are figured out. Cumans are OP. Basically, everyone agrees right. on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, one, one more one more thing to note. I think it was really really fun. I met two people, or we met two people there at the uh, at the tournament at the tournament that knew the activation phase podcast, and some more that heard of it before. And uh, one uh, one was a yeah. It was just it was just cool to uh, talk like to uh, to Damian and Alex to uh, to see them like enjoying the podcast and the the stuff that we put out and just being. Yeah, being happy to be there. That was that was very 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 fun for me personally. Yeah, we should do it again. We should. Yeah, definitely. Um I think next year probably tr- yes. going to try and make it happen. Uh get the yeah. word out. It'd be really cool to see some uh some kind of like the usual guys from uh from our local areas making the trip as well. Uh, Join us. Yeah. And right. also, like guys from like different countries that want to play like Saga at a high level. I mean, this was a very I'd, I'd say. I mean, I've been traveling to different like countries and playing, and this was this was t- this was a tough like competitively. If you want to be challenged, this was a good tournament to go to. I would say this is where to go. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> All right. And also yeah. one more thing. Sorry, uh, you know, uh, in other games, maybe the like in like at the ETC, the the Polish players, some of them like the high level teams don't have like have a bit of a reputation. But these guys were playing very fair and very they were very friendly. So don't don't be afraid <laughs> of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they take their saga right. super serious, um, but in a very pleasant way. So. I, yeah. I had an amazing time. Looking forward to the next uh, next yeah. year. So um, thank you very much, Tim and Hamza, for joining me tonight. Uh, thanks for sharing your experiences. And uh, thank you to our listeners. Thank you, Hamza, for joining us. Much appreciated. You were, you were a great companion on the whole trip. And I uh, don't don't say it too loudly, like, but I actually uh, ended up uh, liking you. It was nice. Yeah, thanks. And thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you very much. And... Uh... See you in two weeks. Bye-bye.